The question is this. How are bikini pros of the IFBB, like us, who train, diet, manage a family, kids, full-time job, relationships, trying to succeed in our fitness journey, make it through the day, get it all done, master the stage, and still walk away humble and healthier than when we started? Finding ways to inspire others everywhere we go. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Cheryl Spangler, and welcome to Pro Bikini Insider, Secrets of the Fit Life. Good morning, IFBB wannabe and current pros and Olympians. Whoever is listening to this, man or woman, I am about to share a story that I hope my son doesn't listen to, but if he does, you know what? Like, it's life. Like, shit happens. And it's what makes you who you are. And yes, this podcast is about bodybuilding. It's about fitness. It's about mind fitness and your body fitness will follow. It is a story that I used to say, well, how are you able, you know, people, people ask all the time, anyone who's in bodybuilding, who's gotten to some upper level pro or even amateur, how are you able to stay so consistent with your food, your diet, your fitness plan? Well, I have a coach. No, no, there's something else in you. Some things, some things that you've gone through in life that create this ability to stay on track, regardless of all the people around you who are like, just take a bite or you don't have to work out every day. You look so good. You could stand to take a couple days off. Like there's something else. And so when people say, you know, how do you do it? It's a culmination of all these things that may have happened to you and affected you personally that make you stronger inside to withstand the pressure of the norm, the norm people who want you to be like them. Not that that's a bad thing. It's not a good or bad. It's not an above or below thing. It's just you've got this passion and you don't sometimes even know where it comes from. And, and there are things in your life sometimes you don't even realize that shape why you do what you do. <clears throat> Today I want to tell a story of one of the many, many reasons I ended up in bodybuilding. <clears throat> my son, so about six years, my son, oh, God, this is really hard to share. So about six years after he was officially diagnosed with ADHD, um, the cover of this podcast is a picture of him at around 12 years old. Um, about one year after I started bodybuilding, <clears throat> Oh, okay. I mean, going to a personal trainer to get fit is what I started doing. Get strong and not end up one of those moms that, you know, gets beat up by their 12-year-old child with massive tantrums out out on a nine-acre home site, which is where we lived at the time. When my son was 18 months old, my daughter was born, and the first thing he did when he saw her was hit her head. Yep. I mean, can you imagine as a mother, like, you're holding... Uh, you're in the hospital bed <clears throat> holding your new baby and your 18-month-old takes all his might and smacks the top of the head, you know, where all mothers are told to be super gentle, that soft spot. Oh, that was the beginning. We didn't realize that for the next five years, we would deal with hitting 
biting, kicking, pounding, screaming, tantrums, highs so energetic you didn't know what end was up, and lows so low that the crying made you cry for him, for yourself, and for all the kids that you knew would be hurt by him. <clears throat> what was it? Holy shit, like we went to doctors as things, events happened at, at age like five and a half years old. He was officially put on Ritalin for ADHD. Uh, it's the H that makes the diagnosis of ADHD a little crazy for parents. They are hyper beyond belief. They jump off things that no other kids would think about, take risks they don't think through, and most of all, in some cases, they have a little empathy for others when they hurt people. Fast forward, even with medication, there are side effects. I went from a corporate VP of marketing in Redwood City, California, to stay-at-home mom on nine acres in Virginia. And one of the reasons we moved so far out was not to have to deal with neighbors screaming attacks. So why are there screaming attacks? Well, some children don't take to the medicine in the manner that is smooth, stable, and consistent. Their behavior rapidly goes up and down, and they don't know how to handle it. It creates an emotional mess internally, and they don't know how to deal with it, so they cry, scream, get mad, hurt, lash out, whatever else they decide and can do to cope with crazy feelings inside. Okay, this shit happens to adults too, but they control their emotions better. Sometimes you will find someone lash out and go cuss up a storm out of the blue for no apparent reason, randomly cuss someone out at a restaurant or just go ballistic over what seems like nothing to you. They're experiencing an emotional high and low and are having a difficult time dealing with it. <laughs> I, I then decided to start a real estate career, you know, stay at home for 18 months, trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? I, can, I want to be there for him, has flexible hours to be there for my son and my daughter, just in case the daycares couldn't handle them, him. So what happened? I was blessed with this because I learned one, how to deal with my own emotional stress having to deal with his. Two, how to calm a person who is out of control even though the situation seems really crazy and chaotic. I learned how to regulate my responses so not to totally just out of control people off, but instead get them to talk. I learned how to be observant and consistently aware of my surroundings because in our home, random shit went flying across the room. If you weren't careful, you would just get hit with a toy or other object at a whim of a child, dull or sharp. How to protect others when parents, teachers, friends, and other children don't have a clue. What is about to happen in the room they just walked into? Like parents who don't have children with any issues, okay, every kid has an issue, but they are just, I, I see them, like, I walk in a room, and I observe, like, they're totally not aware that their kid's about to get hit with something, they just, I don't know, I guess I'm just always 360 looking around. How to recognize ADHD in adults, that's what I learned, in teens, in children, in significant others, it's not all medication, there are other options, but I was slowly, every year that went by, recognizing it more and more, I learned how to have patience. I thought I learned patience from real estate. No, I thought I learned patience from bodybuilding. No, I learned patience from ADHD family members, which I transferred to bodybuilding. 
And it does not come easy for me because I'm a high D personality like Donald Trump. I want everything now, yesterday, and in abundance, right? I had to be patient about everything and slow the hell down for so many years. I sigh as I write and read and say this because I have written articles about this. I just, I actually never even posted them because I didn't want like my son to read this and think, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm blessed for what I had to learn for all this. Um, this fitness community um, of goal setters at some point in your life, now or later, you're going to experience something that makes you slow down. And that thing will be the biggest blessing in your life. More lessons will be learned, more hearts will break, more tears will fly, but you will come out a more masterful human being that can reevaluate, regroup, and move on regardless of your circumstances. So by age nine or 10, my son was growing like faster than a weed. He was tall and I, w I, I was 5'8". Now, now he's 17 years old, over 6'3". I don't know, weighs 180 or 190. And uh, at 10 years old, I talked to my mother and I told myself, if I don't change, if I don't do something, I'm going to get hurt. I mean, there's a point where you're not using physical abuse, obviously, to reprimand your kids. You're using timeout. But, I mean, it's repetition. It's repetition and patience. And one day, it's all going to click. But until that day, you know, there's lash-out sessions. There's tantrums. There's your medication wears off, you know, whether you're on Adderall, whether you're on uh, Ritalin or whatever it is for ADHD. And, and, you know, I know there's a big controversy about whether people should even take medication. But, honestly, there's some kids that do need the medication. There are neurotransmitters in their mind and their brain that just aren't connecting, and it does work. And, and there's a point that they'll probably go off the medication if they can control everything, you know? I mean, I, I do believe that because he's kind of getting to that point now, kind of. There's never a time when hitting brings positive results. So in lieu of that, patience and consistency. I saw the writing on the wall. I journaled, I started writing songs about life, I started writing poems, I started a version of meditations, I researched tools on how to calm people, talk to children, get through to hard heads that won't listen. Oh my God, I thought I did everything. There was no quick fix, there was no magic, no pill, nothing but one thing. There was one thing, the one thing that would make a difference in this child's life from now until the end of time, and that one thing was consistency. I mean consistency day in and day out, like you've never thought you ever had in you. Because you slip up once daily, don't repeat yourself, don't give consequences consistent with what you said, you will never make a difference in the long run. Well, you will make a difference, but not as much of an impact. There was no answer from a doctor. There was the decision and realization that every day from now until the end of my life, I will be consistent with this child. I will use time out. I will love him more than ever. I will be soft, not hard. Get him to realize that he can trust me, not hurt people, and talk to me. One day I thought, this little boy will turn to me and talk to me about his emotional pain he feels inside. That emotional pain... That's simply the ADHD that shows up in different ways for kids and people. So why did I get into bodybuilding? 
hire a personal trainer and start lifting weights. It wasn't to have this amazing body. Who gives a shit? Like, that's a byproduct. It wasn't to lose weight. Stress was doing that for me. It was the day I found myself on the side of the road in my car, driving, and my son in the passenger seat, hitting me, getting ready to have one of the biggest tantrums I'd ever seen right here, right now, while I'm driving down the highway. I pulled over on the side of the busy highway. He got out, and I ran around the car, tackled him down to the ground, and held him there until he stopped all the crazy. I never want him to see this post, this verbal podcast, but if he does, oh freaking well. It happened, and today he's the most amazing grown-up man I could ever ever hope for. Gentle, sweet to women, loving, caring, and the biggest, biggest heart of all. That day on the highway when my son was 10, I knew I needed to build up some muscle, get my ass fit, and be able to hold him down if needed until the day my consistency paid off, until, the, until we got it right, until the medication was under control, until that little person could manage his emotions. Until that day... I would be prepared for whatever comes my way, physically and mentally, and protect him from himself. I started personal training 30 days later with a woman near my house. Loved the idea that my body could get so strong and I could feel so in control of my home life. So if you ever see my story about bodybuilding, that it was to get lean and fit, it is bullshit. It was to protect myself. So there's one thing you know for sure about me and fitness, and that is that I will show up consistently and I will be there for whoever is there for me and I will be there for myself. And that is who I am now. That is like, that's who I am day, you know, morning to night. And I, I think that whatever has brought you to the bodybuilding industry and however long you're in it and beyond, it wasn't just to look amazing. That's what you think, but there are other reasons, and those are the reasons that you don't need, need to share with people, and they don't need to understand your why. So hopefully this inspires people to get strong on the outside, to get strong on the inside. And hey... Don't forget, connect with me on Instagram, Cheryl Spangler Fit, and say hi. Hi.